speak 15 to 20 minutes, right? Yes. So let me let me know when it's about 13. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Carol. I live in New York City. I've been in OA since last June. It was a few days before July, but I came into recovery in 1985. Uh, I happened to walk into an OA meeting and I liked what I heard. I heard that I could be thin and I could be happy and that there was a way out that never failed. That was on a Wednesday while I was in college. And I dedicated myself to the recovery and I, I'm a big book student, but I've been out of OA for 20 years. I left in the year 2000 and I came back last, I don't know, somewhere before, before July 4th. And so I was very reluctant to speak at a meeting because I, you know, my, I have old OA and OA has changed radically when I came back. I'm glad to see that they're into the AA literature and the recovery is just, it's just enormous because everybody's doing as suggested. So I'm going to tell you a little bit. I may be a little disjointed. I may go from today to yesterday and back. So I please bear with me. This is the first time I've spoken at a meeting in 20 years or 21, if you want to count the, the year that I've been back. Okay, so the reading for today says, nothing happened yesterday that may happen tomorrow is more important than what happens now. And when I came into recovery, I had no now, I was always in yesterday, always what happened yesterday. And I could predict that whatever happened that was good wasn't gonna last. But I came in because I was fat and I wanted to be thin. I spent most of my life in good shape, but somehow I drifted off. Oh, I'm, I'm, my name is Carol, by the way. I'm a compulsive eater and I've been compulsive in a lot of different ways. And today I'm abstaining from compulsive behavior and compulsive eating. And so when I came in and was offered this program of recovery, I took the suggestion. The guy said, get a food plan that you can live with and come back. Two important things, the food plan and coming back. And so I went to these meetings, which I found very strange because people were talking about their secrets, their dirty laundry, stuff that we never talked about, the stuff that you hide. And so I went to meetings and I listened. And I was going on a Wednesday once a week, and then I developed a Saturday, so I was going twice a week. And somewhere in this second or third week, somebody said to me that if I didn't work the steps, it wasn't going to be permanent. And I said, the steps, what are they? And, you know, they read them at every meeting. So I got involved in a step workshop that was going to start in a short period of time. And they asked that anyone who wanted to join read the first 164 pages of the big book. At that time, it was the third edition. And so um, that's what I did. I read it, that was suggested. And I started in that workshop and um, I was going to OA and I was going to this workshop because at that time, OA had these 30 assignments. They asked that you uh, do these 30 assignments to get familiar with the first three steps. And I didn't know why I should do that because I was abstinent, but I remain OA, I do as suggested. That's what I do. I, where I am, I do as suggested because I'm a student. I found it very helpful. And I told the woman who called herself my sponsor that when I'm done, don't, you're not gonna hear from me again. And she didn't mind, 
but I was making the calls, I was doing the writing, I was going to the meetings, those, those tools that, you, that I just read. But we didn't have plan of action. I find that extremely helpful, that plan of action. I don't have to have things running through my mind. And so when I was in the workshop around the third or fourth, they did that once a week, I, I did my fourth step. And I'm very grateful that I did that early in recovery. Because if I thought about it, I guess I would be reluctant like everybody else. But my mind wasn't back yet. I was just floating in this recovery process, facing my past, what I did to myself, how I ruined myself, what food had done to me, my compulsive behavior, learning what powerless was, learning my truth. I mean, it's very strong recovery when you're new. And um, my fourth step very powerful. I found that I had a spiritual disease and resentment fed it. My whole life was compulsion and resentment. That's how I lived. Somebody did me dirty. I waited to get even. That was, was, that's the way I lived. And so the spiritual disease was very powerful. In order to recover, I had to give up my resentment. What was I going to replace that with? Well, I found out later. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. I'm reading from page 64. By the way, I memorized most of the big book because I, that's the only thing I knew. This new life was brand new to me. I didn't have um, spirituality in my life. I, I had religion for 17 years and that was really celebrating my holidays. I didn't have God in my life. Uh, all I had was me, my intellect, my jobs, my ambitions and things like, they didn't work, they worked for a while. And so when I came into recovery, we focused on that big book and I memorized most of it. I learned how to speak to people. I learned to find solutions, problems. It was a text and I used it as a text. So when I did my fourth step, which is eight columns, all I did was the first one, who I was resentful at. Oh, I knew who they were, my family. And I listed them. The second column was empty. The third was, the rest of it was empty. I, you know, I would still be telling you what they did to me. It was only until I did my fifth step and the person, I, I grew up with criticism, fault finding, and I could always do better. So whatever I did was never enough. It was never good enough. I could always do better. And I excelled, by the way, in school. And so when I did my fifth with her, um, she filled in those columns for me. She asked me, was I kind, considerate, loving, thoughtful, cheerful? No, I had none of that stuff. But you see, she didn't criticize, she didn't judge. And so I just talked. I don't remember what I said, but you know, when in abstinence, you, the cork is, is opened and whatever floods out is your truth. And I was letting stuff go. I didn't know about letting go, letting God. I didn't understand that stuff. But once it got released, I didn't own it anymore. And that's the power of this recovery program. You can get better. You follow directions. I didn't do anything alone. I didn't know how to do it by myself. The book is very clear, but when it came to doing the work, I didn't know what to do. And so that group that I belonged to it was called Recoveries Anonymous, 40 or 50 people. I had a tribe behind me. I had four or five sponsors, but I had my main sponsor and I turned over everything to her before I took an action because I speak very plain. 
And when I speak plain, nobody understands me. And when they talk, they never say what they mean. So I had communication problems. So before I took an action, I spoke it over with my main sponsor. And if she didn't understand, I turned it over again and I clarified. And when it was clear to her, I went out and I spoke to people. And actually, I made a lot of amends in the beginning because I didn't know how to talk. So people would say things that disturbed me. And I would smile, walk away and make a few calls and find out what was wrong, why it was resentful or angry or upset. Those were my defects of character. And then I worked out the language. And then I would go back to these people and I would say, you know, yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, you know, I wasn't able to speak to you yesterday. So I was admitting my faults. And I'd ask them, please uh, be more careful when you speak to me, whatever. The language was very kind. It wasn't accusatory. It wasn't blaming. They didn't know how to talk to me and I didn't know how to receive. And I find that my recovery and my food has a lot to do with my relationships with people, which I didn't have much. When it got out of hand, I moved on to a new group of people. So I find that this recovery is, was very, very helpful. When I came back last year, uh, I, was, I, did, I left in 2000. We were very active in doing 12-step work. And it was a little frustrating because people didn't want to do the work. And so I got a little tired and I said, what am I doing here? And why am I doing, my life had turned. And so I just stepped away. It didn't mean that I lost my recovery. I, I did fine. I have a lot of uh, social workers in my life, people in therapy. If I have a problem, I discuss it. I find out what's wrong. So I was still working the recovery. But during COVID, I started to put on some weight. And I said to a friend of mine, why don't you go to OA? And I had to laugh because I was devoted to recovery. And then when I left, it was all gone. So I came back last um, summer and I was amazed. I went to this group at 7.15 in the morning and people from all over the world go. When I joined, there was about 40 or 50 people, which I thought was a lot. Today, they get over 200. People from Finland, Iceland, Hawaii, uh, Eng a lot of English people. And we're all here for the same reason, because we have a tendency to, we have a problem with food and we destroy our, ourselves. So, and also I find that a lot of recovery is because the members in OA today are using the AA literature. When I came in uh, in 85, there wasn't any books, they had pamphlets. And by the way, if you have those pamphlets, they're very powerful. They, they, they explain the program in short, in short words, but today there's a lot of literature. So I'm familiar with the big book. Um, and I think I used to use for today, I don't remember, it's a long time ago. So anybody who's new or is coming back, there's hope for you. All we have are suggestions. You know, the steps are suggested. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Everything is suggested, but there are rules to follow. We must not criticize. We don't change people's minds. We try to be helpful. And I had to learn how to be helpful and not get involved in somebody else's recovery. That was my learning. All we do is try to carry a message. We plant a seed. They hear it, they stay, they go away, they come back. That's all I can do is, and today I work with a lot of people and uh, that's how I learned and that's how I got well. I had to learn how to carry a message.
I'm not the message. I, I had to learn how to, each person is a little different. The book stays the same. But when you work with people, I had to learn how to talk their language. So I'm multilingual. One time I had 10 people. I had so many sponsees. I had to get myself a hairdresser's book to write uh, who was calling me at what time and where they were. I couldn't remember everything. But I used the how method, H-O-W, O-A.org, how. They have 30 assignments and they'll help anybody to understand the first three steps. And all you're basically getting in touch with your powerlessness and what food has done to you. So that's about it. I hope I'm done with time. <laughs> Am I, I'm finished. Thank you for, are you there? Thank yes. you for letting me share. Yes, we're here. You, you actually had a few, you had a few more minutes, but if you're done, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, I could, I could just wrap it up a little bit. When I came in, I had no now. I lived in the past. And the, the, the future was fantasy. You know, it was all fantasy, who I was gonna meet and who was gonna solve my problems and how I was gonna live happy and blah, blah. But the now was, was too confusing. I couldn't stay in the now because it was too painful. I didn't know how to relate to people. I didn't know how to take care of myself. There was no future. I wasn't getting any better. I was just getting older. Now is very, very important. And I live in today today. And that I think is a, is a gift to live in today. The fourth step, the ninth step helped me put the past to rest. All the promises and gifts that are promised in that book have occurred to me. And it's, a, it's available to anybody. And it's a miracle. Today, food is not my issue. People are not my issue. I learned how to deal with things. I use the 10th step, the 11th step, is very, very powerful. My inventory at night, in the morning, during the day, always my higher power is always with me. I never leave home without him. Okay, thank you for letting me share. And thank you for the opportunity to try to carry the message of recovery to those who still suffer. My name is Carol.